folks, this is the Serving the Peace Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Hardy. Welcome to the program. And oh my gosh, it's so hot. Oh, I, I got in my truck today and I literally, it was 108 degrees, according to my truck. 108 degrees. Okay. Uh, now, look, I know there's somebody in Arizona or Texas who's like, whoa, I've seen triple digits and, you know, all this. I, I get it. Okay. 110 is hot too. 115 is hot too. 120 is hot too. Okay, if you spent time in Iraq and Afghanistan during the summertime, I'm sure you saw some... Guess what? 108 can be hot, too. Okay? 108 can be hot. All right? It's, it's not a competition, right? Frankly, when you get up over, you know, 90 degrees, it's, it's, it's fairly warm and uncomfortable outside. All right? All right? I get it. Some of you guys are veterans. Some of you guys came from other parts of the world. Some of you guys are like, oh, well, that's nothing. It's not a competition, right? You guys remind me of, like, coming home. From work, and I'm like, whew, I'm tired, and my ex-wife will be like, well, guess what I did? Nothing. I know you did nothing. <laughs> oh, but she, no, no, look, it's not a competition. It's hot, all right? It's hot. We're having a heat wave up here in California, and man, I am glad I'm actually currently working indoors. Uh, long stories there. It's temporary. I'll be back to my normal assignment shortly. Actually, I always work indoors because I'm in, I work in investigation. So when I have to go out, you better have a good reason for me to leave my office, my cushy air conditioned office. Ugh. I'm actually let me tell you guys something. I'm a bit frustrated. I'm a bit frustrated. So there is an agency here in Northern California, not far from mine. Um, as you guys know, if you're if you're tuning into the program for the first time, I'm a real life police officer. I'm actually assigned to an investigative unit right now. Uh, you know, I've gone out. Fought crime, drove a car, pulled people over, ruined their day, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so, but one thing I never do is I never tell you guys what agency I work for. If you know me personally, you know. Um, I can't hide that. But my opinions are my opinions, okay? I, I'm a deputy sheriff. I work for a sheriff's office. I work for an elected sheriff. My opinions do not reflect his. His opinions do not reflect mine, even though I like my boss actually quite a bit. Um... You know, I'm not a representative of his when I'm expressing a political opinion, all right? Let me make that clear. I am not his representative. I do not speak for him. I am not his mouthpiece, okay? But anyways, an agency um, here in Northern California had a shooting over the weekend, and they didn't put out much in their um, their public, their um, press thing. They first put out, hey, you know, officer-involved shooting, the street was closed or whatever, and then, you know, they shot a guy that apparently had a knife, you know, all this other stuff. In the comments, this is what I want to talk about. I don't want to talk about the story itself, all right? But the comments. Because you had people in there who were coming out and being like, well, he only had a knife. I thought you guys were trained. Oh, I, I think I know who that guy was. He was, you know, the guy had mental health problems. You know, you guys should have done better. You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, let me tell you something. Only a knife. This is, this is the comment that bothered me. Only a knife. First of all, if you're a reasonable human being, there's nobody within the sound of my voice who cannot accept the fact that you could be killed by a knife, right? Somebody could use a knife to commit murder, okay? In fact, they have a lot. In fact, before the invention of firearms, a lot of people were using sharp, blunt objects to commit murder and kill other individuals, right? Axes, knives, swords, you know. So these are very serious weapons that can cause a lot of harm, Okay, but for somebody who is apparently coming at the cop with a knife, right, and then the cop feels the need to use deadly force, and then people say, well, he only had a knife. So let me pose the question, because this bothers me. Okay, I'm a police officer, just like any other job, 
right? Anybody within the sound of my voice should understand that if you work at a factory, you have the right, okay, whether it's guaranteed by law or it's just an inalienable right, to go to work and work in the safest environment reasonably possible, okay? And you work at a factory, okay? You're probably going to have safety meetings. You're probably going to have safety training. They're probably going to ask you to wear earplugs, um, you know, they could wear, ask you to wear earplugs depending on the type of factory. They could ask you to wear uh, eye or, or safety glasses depending on the factory, a helmet. Okay, I worked in construction. I had to wear safety glasses, helmet, and a brightly colored shirt everywhere I went on a construction job, even if it was a remodel, knowing that that stupid helmet is not going to save me from anything major. Right? Maybe if somebody dropped a hammer from top of a, uh, from top of a ladder, it would probably do me some good. But besides that, if somebody dropped an I-beam, I'm dead, right? If somebody dropped a big old cast iron pipe, which is what I worked with a lot because I was a plumber, um, I'm, I'm probably going to be dead or suffer some very serious injuries despite wearing a helmet, right? A helmet's not always the saving grace, but that's whatever. Law requires that we had them. Uh, regulations required that we had them. We wore them, okay? And a police officer is no different, right? He has the right, just like anybody else, to go to work and work in the safest environment possible, okay? And understand that a police officer is a reactive individual, okay? You commit the crime, the police officer reacts to that. If you speed, a police officer reacts to that. If you do not like having police contact, do not do things that are going to require a police officer to react to that. It's very simple, okay? And as a result, since police officers are reactive individuals, okay, they carry a firearm. Why? Because history has shown that people will kill a police officer in an effort to avoid justice, right? When a police officer reacts to their action, they will try to kill them. So it was deemed necessary that a police officer, being a human being, had the right to protect himself, okay? Police officers today in the United States all wear bulletproof vests. This is a reaction to what people do to police officers, okay? I'm assigned to a, a special team that... That um, does riot control and stuff. When I go riot control, I have to wear a helmet. I have to wear a special face shield. Okay? Some of these teams are now getting special eyeglasses that protect against lasers because it's been shown that people will point lasers at the eyes of police officers in an effort to blind them. Okay? These are all reactions to the actions of others. Okay? If people would behave, I wouldn't need a bulletproof vest. If people would behave, I wouldn't need to carry a gun. Okay, people were responsible adults and said, you know what, you're right, I committed this action, I committed this mistake, I'm not going to hurt you, officer, because I know you're just the middleman between the action and justice, I'm just going to go to jail and face justice. I'm going to pay the consequence for my crime. Okay, that's what this is. Okay, so if you carry a knife and you come at a police officer, he's going to react. Okay, but just like anybody else, a police officer, like I was saying, has the right to go to work and be as safe as possible. So the question I kept posing to people in these comments was, um, or I didn't actually comment myself personally, but you know, the, the question coming up, I kept asking myself, was how many times do I have to be cut, sliced, stabbed, before someone will finally look at it and say, okay, officer, you have the right to protect yourself with a firearm. Or how many people would actually believe, okay, you never have the right to protect yourself with a firearm just because he has a knife. So how many times do I have to be cut, sliced, or stabbed before you can say, ooh, man, maybe he should have a gun or something. Maybe, or, or what do you expect me to do? Have a knife? Right? If a man pulls out a knife, should I pull out a knife? Should it be a fair fight? I mean, most criminals don't carry bulletproof vests, so should I not have one too? 
right? Or do I just not have rights? Am I just not a human being, right? Do I not have the right to go to work safely? And some people will be like, whoa, that's what you signed up for, Brent. That's what you signed up for, right? You're a cop. You, you signed up. No, I did not. I did not sign up to die. I did not sign up to get stabbed or sliced or cut. Just like you would not go work at a, a dangerous factory with the intention of having your arm mangled in a machine or your toe cut off because something dropped on it. Okay, you don't go to work, right? When I worked construction, I did not go to work to die. Okay, our soldiers, although they may be willing to die, although it's very understood that they could die, okay, they do not sign up to be a soldier to die, right? That's not their intention, okay? If they did, there should be a psychological evaluation and they should be sent for mental health assistance, right? Because that's basically suicide. Nobody signs up to die or be seriously injured. Does it happen? Yes, Okay, is it a risk I understand that I'm taking? Yes, but does that mean I take any less safety precautions? No, you come out with me knife, I'm probably going to shoot you. Okay, that, that's just the basics of it. If you come at me with a baseball bat, I'm probably going to shoot you. If you come at me with a chair, I'm probably going to shoot you. Okay, why? Because I have the right to go to work, be safe, and go home without sustaining any injuries. Just like you do, okay, just like anybody else. It, it, it's not that hard, okay? So next time you see some incident where, oh, yeah, this guy had a knife and the cops shot him, okay, this isn't Hollywood, all right? The cops don't know these special cool ninja moves that disarm somebody with a knife. It's not how it works, okay? You come at a police officer with a knife. If you come at a police officer with a weapon and he shoots or otherwise seriously injures you, well, that's what's going to happen, right? That's not going to change, it's called a reaction. If you do not like these reactions, then do not act. And do not get upset when other people act in a dangerous manner and the police officers react with deadly force or other serious means of force. It only makes sense. It's only logical. Okay? I don't understand why it's so difficult for people to understand. Okay? Police officers are humans too. The whole Part of the whole reason why I started this podcast was because I was seeing the dehumanization of police officers and I wanted to tell my story. I wanted to tell you guys that, yes, I am a father. Okay? I have a house. I have home. I have, I have small children that look forward to seeing me every day. Okay? If, if you don't like the way police officers act, do not act in a way that will cause them to act, right? Don't, don't, don't do things that are going to make us show up. If you don't want to have police contact, that's great. Do not break the law. It's not that hard. Believe it or not, People actually go their entire lives and they never get arrested. They go their entire lives and never have to appear before a judge for a criminal matter. Right? And it's not because of some skin color or, or religion or privilege. Some people just act right. They know the law. They know their rights. And they just don't get into trouble. You can do it too. I believe in you. Hey folks, if you're like me, I get really sick and tired of spending five, seven, eight, twelve bucks every day at Starbucks or Dutch Brothers or one of these other coffee places. And then you turn around and hear about places like Starbucks and how they treat law enforcement and how cops are getting kicked out. Well, I got a new company for you, right? If, if you're at that point where you just want to make good quality coffee from home, I want you guys to check out my new friends, 1097 Coffee. This is a law enforcement and veteran-owned local first responder theme business. Now, I want to pull this little expert from their website. 1097coffee.com, all spelled out, no, no numbers. 1097 Coffee was created in support of our first responders. This includes our military, police, fire, 
dispatchers, emergency medical services, and our motto is support to all. If you're looking for a company that supports causes you believe in, check out 1097coffee.com and order from their either medium, dark, or dark roast selections. That's 1097coffee.com, and you can also find them on Facebook or Instagram. about elite the elites right what do they call it? elitist elitism whatever you want to call it um there's there's something about the liberal left the far left right i'm not talking about just your typical liberal neighbors or your liberal friends okay these are people you can get along with these are people you can come to common ground with Ugh, sorry i'm adjusting myself in my chair oh you know these, these these are people you can talk to you can come together and this is kind of what i was saying in the last podcast i was like look you know, the, the way you really want to fundamentally change this country, the way you're really going to make changes, it's going to be around the kitchen table. It's going to be around the kitchen table with your kids. It's going to be around the kitchen table with your neighbors. It's going to be around the kitchen table with your friends, your family. Okay? Now, I'm not saying we should have political conversations to upset each other, but it's not wrong to talk about your basic observations. Wow, gas is expensive. I heard it's expensive because of this. I heard it's expensive because of that. Wow, the economy's not great. I was making more money in 2019, and right now I'm not making much at all. Okay? Have those conversations. Right? But the elitists, let me tell you something. They, they think you're stupid. Okay? Go to D.C. People think you're stupid. And that, that could be the left or the right the same, right? They just think you're stupid. You're peasants. Okay? Sometimes these people will look at you as useless eaters. I'm sorry. My computer's making noises. Knock it off, computer. Um, sometimes these people use, will see you as just useless eaters. Right? They just, that, that's all they're doing. Okay? You're a useless human being until they need you. And what do they need you for? A mob, a riot, a protest. Right? Useful idiots is what they used to call them. Right? Useful idiots are, use, are useless eaters. Okay? A war. That's what, that's what they'll use you for. Oh, he's just, he's just dumb. Let me tell you something. This is how dumb they think they are. They, or they think we are. Okay? This is um, White House Press Secretary... Karine Jean-Pierre, all right? This is the person that replaced Jean, or, um, Jen Psaki. Okay, listen to this. Right now, we don't see a recession. Right now, that is not, we're not in a recession right now. Uh, right now, we're in a transition where we, we, will, we are uh, going to go into a place of stable and steady growth, and that's going to be, uh, that's, that's going to be our focus. Are you kidding me? We're not in a recession? Is that, is that really what she thinks? Let me tell you something, folks. Everywhere is hiring. Everywhere is short-staffed. Okay? That, that's what's happening right now. In my agency, they had to do a supplemental staffing where they're taking people in lateral assignments and moving them to different positions because we just don't have enough people to fill positions. Right? And they're just rotating through. And it's like, oh, it's your turn to go do this for, for a week or two. Okay, sir. That's what I got to go do. You know? It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And they're going to tell us we're not in a recession. Okay, there are 11, last I checked, there are 11 million unfilled jobs. We are still not at where we were March of 2020. And here we are two years later, right? Build back better was their motto. They're like, oh, we're going to build it back after they crashed it. Okay, and let's be real, they crashed it. Okay, it was those Democrat governors and those Democrat leaders who were like, oh, we got to shut these businesses down. Walmart, you can stay open. Target, you can stay open. Costco, you can stay open. Okay, 
You, you big boxes over there, you can stay open. Oh, but you, you sit down restaurant? Oh, no, you guys got shut down. Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Oh, you, you waitress? Well, you got shut down. Okay, yeah, I know you got, you got babies to feed. You got, you got rent to pay. I don't care. You got shut down. That wasn't Republicans doing that. Yeah, sure, a few Republicans got caught up in the hysteria. But generally speaking, it wasn't Republicans doing that. Okay, you look at COVID numbers now in Florida still has done better than any state in the nation. And they're the ones who never really bothered to shut down. They're like, yeah, we're no, we're not doing that. Right? I mean, after two years of data, I'm pretty sure at this point we could all look back and say, yeah, masks didn't really work and they didn't really do us any good. And if they did, it's all widespread now. Okay, we did not stop COVID. We did not eradicate COVID. So why are we still wearing masks? We're just going to wear them forever? Like, I don't understand that. I really don't. I'm still seeing people wear masks. And I'm like, well, what's your end game here, folks? What is your end game? Okay, we still have people refusing to go back to work. There are jobs everywhere. I'm actually excited for, for my teenagers because I'm like, guys, you, not only can they find jobs quickly, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to find good jobs right out of high school, good paying jobs, because people are so desperate for labor that they'd probably find unskilled whoever and say, we will teach you, just come along. We will teach you to weld, just, just hop on. Okay? We'll teach you to be a pipe fitter. We'll teach you to run this machine here. We'll teach you how to do it. I don't care. You don't need those certificates. Just Jump into the game because we are desperate for labor. I am not surprised. I'm sure by the time my, my daughter graduates high school, she might have some pretty decent opportunities outside of college. Okay? And I'm excited for that. I'm like, go for it. Why not? There's money to be made. Go make it. Okay? But that's where we're at, guys. Don't tell me we're not in a recession. Okay? When it takes me 150 bucks to fill up my truck when in the past it was taking me 80 to 90, okay, don't tell me we're not there. The job number, the jobs aren't, they're, they're, they're creeping back slowly, but these aren't new jobs that the government's creating, okay? It's not. These are just the jobs that they shut down and people are finally coming back to work, mostly because their benefits are running out, right? Mostly because their states are making them. Mostly because opportunities are popping up and like, well, I was unemployed forever, but you know, that guy's, that guy's offering me quite a bit of money to go work for. I'm going to go do that. That's all that is. Those 400 jobs that he was boasting about. Again, we are not back to where we were March of 2020, Okay, we are not there yet. Okay, if some good changes get made, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually. But it's not based off Biden's economy. It's going to be based off the rules and regulations and things that were put in place during the Trump stuff that's just finally creeping back if Democrats will just get out of the way and let people go back to work. Because I would stop benefits. That's what I would do. I'd say, you know what? You guys got 30 days. We are no longer going to be paying out. Go get a job. Okay. I don't know if I could legally do that, mostly because I'm not in a position, but even if I was governor of the state or whatever, I don't think I could legally do it. But we should. We should. It shouldn't be that big of a problem. But, but don't, I'm just so frustrated with this. Don't, don't get on national television and tell people, oh yeah, what you're seeing is not true. That's straight out of 1984. That's straight George Orwell stuff. What you're seeing with your eyes is just not true. Okay. Oh, yeah, rent is dramatically higher. Uh, housing prices are way up. Uh, people aren't able to get good jobs or whatever. Or people can't find work. Or, or people are unwilling to work and stuff like that. You got places that are just short-staffed there. Don't tell me we're not in a recession. 11 million unfilled jobs. Don't get on national TV and blatantly lie to the American people and say, oh, that's not where we're at. Okay, and they're saying, oh, yeah, well, we're, you know, things are going to be coming back. Well, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're most certainly not cutting taxes. Okay, and I'm not talking about Reaganomics. 
Okay, they're just basic comments and stuff that we know historically has worked in the past. Okay, Calvin Coolidge was famous for this. Calvin Coolidge was a president that you may not never even heard of. Okay, but Calvin Coolidge was pre um he was pre-Great Depression. But he was a vice president who took over when his president died suddenly. Okay, and he took over when the economy sucked. Okay, the nation was in a depression. Okay, this wasn't the Great Depression. Because the Great Depression was a Great Depression because it lasted forever because the president at the time was not making the right decisions. But Calvin Coolidge also took over during the Depression, and he made the right decisions. First thing he did is he cut government spending by 50%. Okay? It wasn't a Democrat or Republican issue because everyone understood basic economics. Cut government spending by 50%, then turn around and cut taxes dramatically. Okay? And that's what they did. They put more money in everyone's pocket, and they made a government that's smaller that depended on less money. That's what they did. Okay, and then they turned around and did it again. And again, I believe they actually ended up cutting government spending like three times within like a couple months. Okay, that's what they did. And you know what? Within a year, the economy came roaring back. And we had this great era we called the Roaring Twenties. Because that's what government did. When, the, when unemployment went up, they cut taxes. They put more money in the hands of everyone. Whether you're working or whether you're a business owner or whatever, they just made sure everyone had more money in their pocket so they could spend more to bring the economy back. It was a regular routine. Okay, Reagan didn't invent it. This whole trickle-down economics was a lie. Reagan did not invent that. He actually admired Calvin Coolidge. He knew how it, and understood how it worked. Okay, are they doing that? No. Are they cutting gas prices? No. Are they even offering a, a tax holiday? Some have suggested it. But no, and our economy runs on gasoline, it runs on diesel. Okay, it's not hard to figure out. The food gets to your grocery store on diesel. When diesel seven dollars a gallon, okay, and those semi trucks are spending two thousand dollars to fill up their truck, what do you think is going to happen? I'm telling you guys, we're we're going to deal with some major inflation this fall. You know why I keep saying that? Because right now, crops are being planted, they're being being harvested. Okay, cattle is being fed. All these things are happening with these high fuel prices. So in the fall time, in the late summer and stuff, when crops are being harvested, okay, when they're going to market and they're being sold in the fall, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think those prices are going to be? They're going to reflect the $7 a gallon of diesel that they're paying right now, the $7, $7.30, Okay, That's when they're going to reflect. That's why I keep saying, if you guys can find things with long shelf lives, buy them now. Okay, You need one, buy two. Okay, you like to make uh, pumpkin pie for uh, Thanksgiving? Buy the buy the filling now. Buy it now, because right now the vegetables, the crap that we're buying off the shelf, all that stuff, that's last year's crops. Okay, that's that's last year's stuff. Okay, the food inflation is coming and it's going to hit hard. Okay, so if you can buy that long shelf life stuff, okay, go to those big box stores and. Don't buy one or two cans of tomato sauce or paste or whatever. Go buy the 24-pack. Go buy the number 10 can, the giant stuff. Okay, the stuff that's going to sit on your shelf. If I'm wrong, all well, you have some food storage. Okay, but if I'm right, you might appreciate it. Hey, folks, I realized the gold commercial for this was getting, well, old. 
So I decided it was time to re-record it. Grandma'sPantryPocadella.com. That's Grandma'sPantryPocadella.com, one of our oldest sponsors. It's Brian and Kim, my good friends. Uh, for all your custom jams and jellies, I have a case of them in my pantry right now. Very unique flavors. If you have guests coming and you want to just wow them with something different than your typical strawberry and grape, Grandma'sPantryPocadella.com for your custom jam and jelly needs. House refused to deny plans Monday to restrict ammunition supplies for one of the most targeted firearms in the nation, the AR-15. Last week, the Federalist reported the White House was preparing to shut down the Lake City Ammo Plant in northwestern Missouri, owned by the federal government but operated by Winchester, a private firm. Opened in 1941 to manufacture weapons, uh, ammo, for the U.S. Army, the government allows the sale of any excess supplies on the open market, the factory is one of the largest producers of M855 SS109 ammo, the most popular caliber for the AR-15. The plant also sells XM855 and XM193 ammunition and is responsible for more than 30% of the nation's 5.56 ammunition. All right, this is your 223, right? This is your basic AR-15 stuff, right? What does that mean? This is one of those stories that you guys probably have not heard yet, Okay. Um, it's actually hard to confirm because the White House is denying it. Um, but we have good information, or at least the Federalists claim that they have good sources to say it's true. So here's what's happening. So the Winchester Company has a contract with the U.S. military to produce 556 or 223, as many people will know. Right? This is your basic ammunition for the AR-15 or M4 rifle. Okay, technically the U.S. military doesn't use AR-15s, they use M4s, right? But it's the same ammunition. It's been misreported several times, including in the Obama era and now, that this is an armor-piercing round. It is not. Okay, in order for it to be an armor-piercing round, it must, be, it must include a tungsten rod or some other extremely hard metal on the center of it so it can pierce things like steel. It cannot. Okay? Um... But this is a very common round. It's a very common round for sporting. It's not a common round for hunting, unless you're hunting small game, varmints, coyotes, that kind of stuff. Um, but it's not something you typically take deer hunting. It's not something you, t- you typically would take elk hunting or, or moose hunting or bear hunting or anything like that. And many states will outlaw that caliber for those purposes. <clears throat> However, Winchester has to contract the U.S. military. So they produce all this ammunition at the specific plant. About 60% of it goes to the United States military. Right, for practice, training, stock, bio for war, and all this stuff. Excess ammunition, they're allowed to sell to the open market. This is how they make their money, is why this is kind of a desired um, plant for them. And the theory is this, okay? If you have 100% of your manufacturing capability, but you're only using 60% of it to meet the demand of the United States military, you don't shut down 40% of your plant. Instead, what you do is you sell it. Right, you sell the ammunition. However, if we are in a major war or major conflict and the demand for ammunition was higher, you could stop selling to the public and you could sell strictly to the U.S. military. Right? That's why they say it's the excess ammunition that they're selling to the public. Okay? When it came to gun control, obviously they're probably not going to get things through Congress or the Senate right now. Okay? There are issues. Okay? Issue number one, as I explained, is you cannot really define an assault weapon. A lot of people will look at an AR-15 and say, well, what do you mean? That's an assault weapon. Well, no, you have to describe it in words. 
So California tried this and they said, well, an assault weapon is something with a pistol grip and a detachable magazine. So in California, they said, fine, it doesn't have to have a detachable magazine, right? We're just going to put in a bullet button and stuff. And they said, oh, well, bullet buttons are, they're too easy. So we're going to change the law. All right, fine. Now I pull a pin, the top part of my rifle falls off and I could top load my firearm. It's still the same gun, still does the same thing. Right? It doesn't change anything. When they say, well, we're going to ban high-capacity magazines. All right, fine. I can't have a 30-round magazine. Sure, I'm just going to carry three 10-round magazines. Right? That's what they do. They create these laws to make themselves feel good, or they actually genuinely think they're going to make a purpose or make a difference. And people just go around it every single time. Okay? California, with all strict gun laws, guess what? I can still go to a gun shop, and I can still buy an AR-15 or an AR-10 or some other rendition. Okay? It doesn't change anything when they outlaw, quote, Assault weapons, end quote. Why? Because you can't define one. Okay, you just can't. Right? Well, case in point, AR-15, right? Pistol grip, detachable magazine. You say, oh, that's great, that's great. Okay, well, what about the Mini-14 made by Ruger? Same ammunition, I believe the same magazine, but they don't have a pistol grip. Is that an assault weapon? Well, according to the definition I just gave you, no, it's not. But it has a detachable magazine. It just doesn't have a pistol grip. It has a regular rifle grip, like a hunting rifle. Okay, I can even buy a plastic stock and make it look all black and cool looking. Still not an assault weapon. You see my point. The term assault weapon itself is just an oxymoron because assault is an action, right? So then people will say, well, it's militarized. And then now some people are finally being honest and open and saying, okay, you're right. We should ban semi-automatic weapons. It's not going to make any difference. Okay, now here's the thing. I, I, I've preached to this choir before. You guys are listening to this program. You guys are smart enough to figure this one out, okay? It, it's not going to make a difference. All it's going to do is prevent law-abiding people from owning these firearms, and it's, criminals are still going to have them. Okay, I've, I've investigated these murders and homicides where, you know, people have fully automatic weapons. They're illegal, okay? They're illegal by federal law. These kids are not supposed to have them, but they have them, right? That's what they do. Criminals still get a hold of these things. It doesn't change anything. Okay, all you're doing is taking your regular law-abiding citizen and either A, going to turn him into a criminal, or B, you're going to turn him into a victim. Just stop. Just stop with all that. And don't come at me with that bull crap, well, the founding fathers didn't imagine this stuff. Are you kidding me? I could have had owned a cannon back then. Okay, I could have owned a, a barrel full of black powder and bought a wick and made a huge bomb. Okay. So don't come at me with the founding fathers didn't imagine these things. They had Gatling guns or Gatling-style weapons back then. Okay. They had, they had um, what do they call it, grape shot. Okay. They had some terrible destructive weapons. Okay. And they didn't put limitations on them. In fact, the general purpose was the general civilian population should be able to have what the military has. That was the whole idea. So that the general population of the civilian use or could become the military. Not just to protect from foreign enemies, but from domestic enemies. That was the whole shebang. That was the whole idea of it. Okay? The Founding Fathers didn't just come back from a hunting trip from target practice. Okay? They just got back from winning a revolutionary war against a tyrant. So don't come at me with that nonsense. That's ridiculous. Okay? But yes... So Joe Biden, when it came to gun control, stated that there's more than one way to skin a cat. I, for one, am not old enough to remember or know how to skin a cat. Okay, but apparently he is. 
I don't know how many cats he skinned in his day. Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if he had a shed behind one of his three multi-million dollar mansions full of cat skins. I don't know. But this is what they're going to do, right? This is what progressive leftists do. They look at the regulations. They can't get it through Congress. They can't win it in the votes. But they can look at regulations and say, hey, what if we start to regulate these guys? What if we go to Winchester and say, hey, you guys might lose your contract with the military if you keep selling ammunition to the public. That's essentially what they did. Okay, and that's not the only place. Remember, folks, local elections matter. Voting matters. Okay, this stuff matters. So pay attention. Okay, have these conversations with people you know. Okay, if you haven't heard this story, it's on thefederalist.com. Take it, share it to your social media. Okay, have these conversations with your people. Okay, have your conversations around the kitchen table. And the kitchen table doesn't have to be literal. It doesn't have to be literally your neighbors. It could be your personal social media as well. Okay, but have these conversations. And be open to other people's ideas. Do not be closed-minded. Do not argue. Be like, oh, my liberal friend's running her mouth again. She has no idea. Listen to what she has to say. You want her to listen to you? Listen to what she has to say too. Is she wrong? Maybe. Probably. But she deserves a voice at the table too. So let her have one. Or him. Or they. I don't know what they're identifying as. Oh, speaking of that. I haven't seen uh, Buzz Lightyear yet, but did you guys hear it bombed at the box office? Yeah, hey, Disney, wake up. Okay, wake up. Obviously, this whole get woke and wanting to groom children and wanting to open children idea to different sexualities and stuff like that. I mean, granted, I'm a heterosexual male. And you know what? You don't see me talking to my kids about it because they're too young. They don't know. They don't get it. They don't know where babies come from. And I'm not going to tell them yet. Okay, someday when they ask those questions on their own, unprompted, when they start thinking about these things, then maybe they're ready for the answer. Maybe. But I'm the parent. Let me be the parent. Okay? But yeah, I mean, come on, guys. Figure this out. All right? My gosh, it's not that hard. <sighs> they did have a sequel for uh, Toy Story starring Woody. Uh, I guess they were calling it Brokeback Toy something. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, they're going to cancel that because it's not working out. But yeah. I mean, come on, guys. The whole woke thing, I don't understand Hollywood and their attempt. Every time they try it, it always fails. It always bombs. Look at Top Gun right now. Top Gun, boom, pro-military. The good guys win. You know, great movie. I, I'm actually hoping to see it tomorrow night. Okay, great movie. Yeah. All right, and guess what? It's making. It's almost made a billion dollars worldwide. Okay, that's what people want. Okay, this Buzz Lightyear, man, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm probably still going to watch it at some point just to get my own personal opinion. All right, I'll, I'll go into it with a clean slate. But my gosh, man, we don't need that crap. Our kids do not need that crap in their entertainment. Okay, you know what I want from, for my kids' entertainment? I want them to understand that some people are bad and evil exists, and some people are good and they're heroes, and I want my kids to idolize a hero and grow up being a hero themselves. That's what I want. That's what I want for my kids' entertainment. Okay, I want them to see themselves as, I want them to understand good and bad, and I want them to be the hero. All right, folks, I'm going to go ahead and call it right there. This is the Serving the Peace podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to give me a call. Just kidding. Feel free to send me an email. Don't call me. Don't call me. I won't answer. I will literally watch my phone ring and then let it hang up. Okay, I am not going to. Shoot me a text. Just kidding. Uh, shoot me an email, dtp at usa.com. That is dtp, David Tom Paul, at usa.com. Or find us on Facebook or Instagram or one of those. Bye. Thank you.